Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor Q&B. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com. Bloomberg Daybreak Europe, weekday mornings at 6am on London DAB Digital Radio and on demand via the Bloomberg Business app and BloombergRadio.com. Let's go to another subject then. The government's mini-budget has now largely been consigned to the dustbin of history. However, the desire for faster UK growth is something very much still front and centre as the Chancellor looks to fill a huge financial black hole for the government. The IT equipment maker Cisco argues that one way to boost the UK economy would be greater digital connectivity. They claim that it could add as much as £168 billion to the British economy by 2030. So joining us this morning is David Meads, the CEO of Cisco UK and Ireland. Good morning, David. Good morning. Thanks so much for being with us. I suppose the easy question, you know, adding digital connectivity, broadband, this is the discussion we've had a lot. If it's this easy to add productivity to the UK economy, why hasn't it been done yet? Well, it's a very good question. I suppose the short answer to that is um, having the vision to be able to use a technology which has existed for a long time now across all sorts of industries. We have very interesting and very compelling test cases across lots of different industries. One of the major challenges we have is a shortage of skills. So actually the report that you're alluding to, which we did with the CEBR, and as you say, it talks about the potential to add £168 billion to uh, UK GDP by 2030. That was just looking at five specific industries, by the way. So it was hospitality, retail, construction, utility and transportation. We're not even looking at things like financial services and the like. The challenge that we have is that the biggest issue is skills. We don't have enough digital skills. And I think we start to look at digital skills, not just through the skills that we need for the technology industry itself, but actually across all of those different industries. Does that mean in the short term that we the UK needs to open up to bringing in people from abroad who have those skills to try no, and I don't fill that gap? Well, I'm not saying that we shouldn't do that, but I don't think that that's the necessity. Um, actually, one of the things that I do um, aside from my day job is I sit on the Digital Skills Council, which is government chaired, recently formed. And we're trying to pull together all of the activities that are already happening across the UK that can build a more inclusive future. We have our own programme in Cisco. Um, it happens to be the 25th anniversary this month, actually, of the Net Academy programme. That programme in and of itself isn't going to solve the problem, but we... For example, in the last 12 months, we've had, we've had 60,000 people go through this Network Academy program, all of whom are getting exposed to digital skills, even to the highest level of, of, of network certification, for which we know there is a huge demand. So if we can look, look at the different programs that exist across industry, the intention is that we get industry mm. and government partnering together to actually go and address this skills gap from within the shores of the UK. 
Okay, I won't be cheeky then and ask you whether you know the name of the Minister for Skills, Further and Higher Education. I didn't. Had to look it up, Andrea Jenkins. I mean, look, we're in a state of chaos with with the the government at the moment. Um, And and at the heart of that also is the serious issue is that there isn't going to be money for this kind of investment, despite the desperate need for it. I mean, that's the huge challenge where the investment and the money comes to upgrade people's skills in the way in the way that we need to sort of try to get that extra growth. Well, there's a couple of thoughts there. Uh, one, in terms of education, the curriculum that we need to, to, to build these skills exists. Cisco, along with other organisations, have curriculums. We're already actively working with educational establishments to make those curriculums available and to train the trainers. So there's one there's one aspect of that. I think in terms of industry, industry has to recognise that digital is not an option. Digital is a necessity for organisations to thrive and survive, whether they be small or large, they're going to have to invest in digitization. That may be to reduce operating costs, it may be to be more competitive in different environments. And as part of that, they're going to have to upskill and reskill their staff. So I don't think it's about necessarily incremental investment. Hmm. It's about revisiting how you invest today. Um, away from the issue of skills, is there M&A potential in the UK for Cisco now, given the slump in the pound? Have there been, does that make some attractive options for, for bargain hunting? Well, we, we continually look uh, across all parts of the globe uh, for where we can see talent and where we can see technology, which will help accelerate our own routes to market. Um, you know, we have a track record of, of uh, acquiring in the UK. In fact, only in the last year or two, we made a number of acquisitions. So I would say nothing's off the table. I'm certainly not privy to where we uh, are looking to invest, but we certainly have a track record of doing so. Okay, I mean, Cisco is a global IT business with a footprint of like 80,000 employees. The UK is surely a tiny market. Is it worth investing in a chaotic post-Brexit UK? Well, the UK is actually the second largest market outside of North America for Cisco. Uh, so so actually, it's a pretty significant market. We've got about 4,000 employees here as well. If you look back to the CBR study, I am convinced that this is not a case of a nice to have. Industries are going to have to invest in digitization. That represents a huge opportunity for the likes of Cisco. So we're, we are and remain very committed to this market. China plays a critical role in the components that go into Cisco's IT hardware. Bloomberg estimates that 10 to 30 percent of the components and subcomponents are sourced in China. Um, are the fractured US-China relationship or growing UK-China tensions uh, an issue? And how are you managing that? Well, you know, what, one thing that the, the last few years has shone a light on is the fact that we have a huge shortage of supply for semiconductor components. And that's not just in our industry. You know, that's affected all industries, whether you're buying washing machines or buying cars. So we know that as a as a as a global economy, we need to diversify uh, the ability of supplying and manufacturing chip technology. Um, everybody is looking at that. Uh, we're, we, in fact, have our own innovation called Silicon One, where we're looking to innovate around our own chip fabrics and technologies. So I'm not going to comment on the economic tensions or political tensions between one country or another. But I do think that it's important that we have to diversify supply because we can't be in the position that we've been in for the last two, three years now for too much longer. Bloomberg Daybreak Europe, weekday mornings at 6am on London DAB Digital Radio and on demand via the Bloomberg Business app and BloombergRadio.com.
could you do if your data was working for you and not against you? With Bloomberg delivering enterprise data directly to your systems, you get easy access to the details you want, optimized for higher level analysis, and financial data experts committed to helping you maximize your every move. Our data is made for more, so you can show the world what you're made of. Visit Bloomberg.com slash enterprise data to learn more.